Hello, everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of Brown-Eyed Unicorn. I'm your host, Hannah Brown, and Happy New Year. I'm recording this at approximately 7.55 a.m. on New Year's Day, January 1st, 2019. We made it through the holidays. I am sick as a dog, though, TBH, so I'm sorry in advance for my, like, very nasal... My very nasally Fran Drescher adjacent but not in a cute way voice. All right, so it's just me this week because I feel like it's been a minute since I got to talk to you about me, my favorite topic. (laughs) Um, But I want to just kind of go over like what I did for the holidays and then like some other pop culture topics that have been, you know, reverberating through my brain hole. And that's what we're going to do. So first of all, uh, Christmas, guys. We did it. This was my first Christmas in LA. I consciously made the choice to stay here because I flew back for my sister's 30th birthday at the very beginning of December. And then I had my dad's 60th in the very beginning of February. So I was like, I can't afford to not work um, the holidays. Um, That kind of got fucked because this little bitch boy and his parents' Mercedes um, hit my car at full speed on the 134 the week prior, like, yeah, the week before Christmas. So I took a week off of work because per my doctor's suggestion, he was like, uh, if you're a server and it's busy right now and you're going like up and down stairs, um, and you're having back pain like for insurance reasons, you should take a lot of time off, um, so that you can get a couple of chiropractor appointments in first, literally the worst time to get financially behind because like the holidays were happening I didn't buy any gifts for my family, not even any cards, but like I was having some people over and I wanted to be able to like provide mimosa ingredients and then my roommate and I did stocking stuffers for each other. So this like really trolled me. Um, But I am, for those of you who are interested, getting a lost wages check. Shout out to one of my listeners, Brett, who uh, is a lawyer and is helping me, which is pretty rad. But fuck that kid. Honestly, don't text and drive and don't be a little bitch boy. I made up this song for whenever a guy is disappointing me. It's not very woke, but here it is. You can use it. It honestly makes me feel better. Anytime a guy is disappointing me, whoever he is. Butch boy, bitch boy. His little bitch boy. <laughs> you have to do it in the voice. Butch boy, bitch boy. His little bitch boy. The voice is just like the funnest part. <laughs> Sing it to a guy's face. See what he does. I want to know. Okay, so back to Christmas. So... Christmas Eve was like when it first started to feel like Christmas. I worked in the morning and then I got home and I um, started to like put on holiday movies and my roommate put on Christmas music and we were like wrapping our little stocking stuffers for each other and it was so fun. And then I went to my friend Kelly Jean's house and she made homemade hot cocoa, which we spiked with bourbon, and she made cinnamon rolls, and I just got super drunk and super full and, like, shit my brains out, and it was incredible. I have to say, Christmas is always a little bit bittersweet for me, and I was really, really nervous that it would be even worse being, like, physically so far away from my family um, because I miss my mom. My mom passed away two years ago, for those of you who are new to the party, Um, and... I was really, really worried about being far away from, like, the family I still have. But that being said, well, first of all, those of you who are missing someone during the holidays, I stand with you. Um, I think it's a really, really hard time for everyone because 
on social media, everyone's putting out their, like, their matching pajamas and their, you know, new engagement ring and their new babies and their puppies and their whatever. And um, everyone's, it's, it's the highlight reel of the year. Everyone's putting out the most adorable versions of themselves. And when you find yourself depressed and crying around a cheese board because you fucking miss your mom or your dad or whoever, it feels pathetic and it feels hard and there is no amount of cheese or Christmas cookies or presents that could fill that void. And I know that feeling so well. And for those of you who had to experience it this year, I am so, so sorry. I think the best thing we can do is talk to each other, find friends who are in the same boat as you. Um, Last year I had an episode... Um, called Talking Grief with Taylor that I dropped right before the holidays, and I had my friend Taylor Wisham on this podcast to talk about missing our moms during the holidays. I think the best thing you can do is talk to somebody who is in your same boat and just let those feelings out and just kind of shit on the holidays um, and keep it real with a friend. So that's what I would recommend. Um, But that being said, I was really nervous for this first year in L.A. and being away from my family, and I have to say it felt really nice to sort of make my own traditions, kind of borrow from old ones that my mom raised me with, but then make some new ones with friends of mine who were also here. It was really, really nice, and it sort of made me feel like for the first time in months, it like reminded me that I have this really fantastic community of people here. So I would recommend like if you ever can't go home for the holidays or even if you just want to like take a fucking break, get together with some friends who are on the same level as you and just like make your own rules. There are way too many expectations during the holidays to like see your entire family or like do the exact same thing that you've done every year since you were a child. And like the reality is we're all fully formed adults. I don't know about fully formed. I'm still learning every day. We're all adults now. You are absolutely in your right to say, you know what, fam? I love you. I'll see you at grandma's 80th. But I need a fucking break. So my girlfriend and I are going to go to a fancy steak dinner on Christmas Eve. And then we're going to sit in our pajamas and eat all day and watch movies. That is fine. So those are my two cents. For Christmas Day, um, my roommate and I opened presents in the morning. And I was just mentioning traditions I borrowed from my mom. Um, One of the traditions that I borrowed was... We always used to put on um, the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack by the Vince Guaraldi Trio. So we put that on while we opened presents. That was always like our present opening music. So Kelly and I opened presents to that, and then um, we just like drank coffee and relaxed. Kelly went for a run. I put on It's a Wonderful Life, um, put on my favorite, you know, put on a cute Christmas outfit. And then my other friend, Kelly Jean from Christmas Eve, and her roommate Killian um, came over and made this amazing brunch out of this homemade challah that Kelly made, and we did mimosas. It was a whole thing. And then later, our friend Steph came over, and we made vision boards, and then we went to Chinese food, and then we all just went to bed all snuggly, bugly, and full, and it was fantastic. It was so fun. Um, I think vision boarding and doing those like manifestation exercises during the holidays is a really cool tradition that I want to create because it was so nice. We did this like guided exercise where we wrote, um, some of the highlights from 2018 and then things we want to have happen in 2019. And it was just a really like nice way to offer some clarity. And I think a lot of people by the end of the year are just tired and they think of all the 
shitty things that happened during the year, I definitely was in a terrible mood by the end of this year. But doing an exercise like that really helped me be like, oh, wow, there are a lot of really awesome things that happened this year. Lots to be thankful for and still lots to uh, strive for in 2019. So if you haven't done a manifestation exercise yet, I know that's so LA of me to say, but make it fun. Get together with a couple friends, get some wine and do it. It was fucking fun. And I'm sorry, but like you can never like go wrong with greasy Chinese food. Given that my mom was Catholic and we always celebrated Christmas like hardcore, this is actually the first year that as a Jewess, I ate Chinese food on Christmas, and now I see what all the hubbub's about because it was fucking awesome. Also, we went to uh, Chi or Chai Dynasty on Hillhurst here in Los Feliz, and all the servers there are, like, really hot. So if you're in L.A., don't objectify them. Just eat some delicious Chinese food and enjoy handsome, kind men who are great at their jobs. The service was amazing. All right. Next, day after Christmas, oh my God, had to go back to work. I'm working a serving job right now. It's not great. I don't like the way I'm treated. I don't like the way I'm talked to. So every time I go in, I have to give myself this internal pep talk of like, you are that broke that you have to go. You can't have your alley from a star is born moment yet. There is not a private jet with a famous rock star waiting for you. Put on your fucking tie and your goddamn vest and go. But it's really hard. So I was getting gas before work the other day, and since this kid rear-ended me since this accident, I've had such bad driver's anxiety that I'm a terrible driver now. It's getting a little bit better, but like I was hesitant. I would overthink things. I like had no spatial reasoning. Like I was just, I had so many doubts in the car that I was just making all these really insane mistakes. And I was at the gas station, and I turned the wheel thinking I had room to get out, and I just scraped and dented my door with a pole. Yeah. A month into owning my car, the back is fucked, the door is fucked. I literally cried. I lost my shit. I was like, I'm a failure. I'm not capable of living by myself or doing anything by myself. I had this just like deep sense of shame. And my dad was like, that is not normal. You need to shrink. And I was like, you are right. (laughs) Um, But it sucked. So day after Christmas, I like went to work, fucked up my car, And I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do it. And then I was like, no, I'm ignoring the gym. I'm resting. I'm just like soothing myself and I'm going to chill because I'm the world is too much. With that, I will say, again, end of the year, all of this pressure to be better in the next year. But that being said, like you're still a human. So some days... I think you, you're absolutely allowed to be like, I'm not working out today. Some days you should push through it. Like every day you shouldn't say that. But every now and then to say, you know what? I'm going to cozy up in bed. I'm just going to take some deep breaths. I'm going to drink a ton of water. And I'm just going to watch my Real Housewives and zone out because I'm really stressed out. Absolutely fine. I give you a pass. One of the biggest things I miss about my mother is that she would do this thing when I would like call her and complain, which was pretty much every day. But every now and then she'd be like, you know what, sweetie? You just got to hunker down. I love that phrase. Just got to hunker down with a movie, take a nap. It's going to be okay. And something about someone else telling you to hunker down and relax makes it feel so much less shitty. It makes you feel like less of a failure. You're like, well, I was instructed to do this by someone I love and trust. 
so I better do it. Now my Aunt Janine does that for me. She's like, well, you just need to take a nap and watch a movie and maybe read a trashy romance novel. And I'm like, Janine, you're right. So that's me telling you guys, hunker down when you gotta. So I did that the day after Christmas. Then my best friend Anna was in town. Anna and I have been friends since sixth grade. There have been peaks, there have been valleys, but we are best friends, and it was so fun to have her in town for a few days. Could I afford the level of partying that I thrust upon the two of us? No. Did I do it anyway? Yes. Because I was like, I had a shitty holiday. Actually, no, I didn't have a shitty holiday season. I had a financially shitty month, and my best friend's in town. I'm going to live it up. So the first night she was here, God, what did we even do? We went to... Good Times at Davy Wayne's. I know we did. Oh, we went to Laurel Hardware and then Good Times at Davy Wayne's. Um, and then, <coughs> cute, really cute cough. Um, and then we went to the 101, or then we went to Mini Bar, my favorite bar. And then we went to the 101 Diner and got food. And then we passed out. And it was amazing. Then I had to work the next day. Did I? Yeah. And then I had... Or no, no, no. Then the next morning, we hung out. We went for a hike. Then I had my very first three minutes of stand-up that night at Flappers in Burbank. Um, it went all right. All the other comics, though, I have to say, for the first time in my life, the other comics were so supportive. They were like, wait, this is your first three minutes? Oh, my God, girl, that's so great. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. So I did that. That was cool. There's still work to do there, but it was awesome. I was really excited to have booked my first three minutes. And then the next night, Anna and I went to Ramen, and we discovered the Thirsty Crow in Silver Lake. I don't know where the fuck I've been, but it's a great bar. And then we went to Tenants of the Trees, where I ran into this bartender um, whose number I had left, who I had left my number for like a month ago. No, not a month ago, like a few weeks ago. And I drunkenly was like, I left you my number. And he was like, I know. And I was like, well, my ego's hurt, sir. So why don't you just, do you have a girlfriend? And he was like, I don't have a girlfriend, but I have someone I'm fucking. So I'm not going to text you. And I said, hey, man, I really appreciate that honesty. And we shook hands and it was a really great exchange. Um, what else? What else? What else? So yeah, we danced. We went to mini bar again. We made friends with these two other gals who we feel like are like our clones in a parallel universe. That was really cool. I love making drunken gal pals. It is the funnest, okay? And we were like, oh my God. We bonded over talking about Holiday in the Sun with Mary-Kate and Ashley, and it was fucking rad. And then we passed out, and then Anna left early the next day, and it was such a fun, magical three days. So that brings us to New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve, um, I went to the gym, and I just like hung out and napped because I had to work at night, and I've been super sick for the last few days. So I was happy I got a workout in, and then I go to work, and I was, again, like pep-talking myself, like, oh, God, you're going to be in your least favorite place at midnight, in a vest and a tie, like, ugh. But I just decided to have fun with all my tables and be in a good mood and be like, Happy New Year, oh, my God, and I made really, really good money. I busted my ass, but I made really good money. And so 2019 is starting off with a bang because I can afford my rent, which like the last two weeks I've been like, what am I doing? Rent is a TBD. What are we doing? So 
2019 is already miraculous. But um, I worked, and then after I managed to make it to like a bar across the street with my coworker for midnight, and then I just like hit my threshold. I was like, I need to go home right fucking now, right now. <laughs> oh my god. I was trying, so I like stayed for midnight. I got champagne, whatever. And I was like, it's time to go home. Like, I was so tired. I was ornery. And my app, my Lyft app, like, I tried to connect to the Wi-Fi. I tried to go off Wi-Fi. I could not connect to Lyft or Uber to save my goddamn life. And I was starting to lose my shit. And I was in Pasadena. So, like, everything was blocked off for the parade. Also, there were people freezing their asses off, sitting on the sidewalk, like, anticipating the parade, like, getting a spot. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what fucking loser sits outside in the cold waiting for a parade that they could see on TV, like waiting in the cold for like eight hours? What? And then the parade's presumably what, like two hours? Why? Why? You know, is, I don't know, uh, Alan Arkin going to be there? Is Helen Mirren going to be there? Meryl Streep? You know, Lupita Nyong'o, I'm just name dropping some of my favorite actors and actresses. Are they going to be there? No. So why the fuck would I sit outside on the street? And even then, I would rather like run into them at like a fucking bar, you know? So that was like annoying and none of my Ubers could get to me. And I ended up waiting like 15 minutes for a very expensive lift to come get me. At that point, I was like, I'm not even pooling. I'm just going to shit money out on this lift because I just need to get home right now. And I, you know, it is interesting. I'm a very outgoing person. I do like to talk to people. I like to connect with people. I like social situations until I don't. Until I hit a threshold so aggressive that I just become a raging cunt. I can't be around people that much. I need to go home. I need to pull up the covers. I need to drink either a cup of tea or something alcoholic probably. I need to watch some shitty TV and I need to just let myself melt into the sofa or into my bed. This happens at least once a holiday season where I just am like, nope, 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 I'm out, I'm out. It's going to be a no for me, dog. I got to go home. So that was that point for me. My Uber driver couldn't find me. I was like, sir, I've been working and I'm tired and I have to go home. I'm such a loser. Like, don't talk to an Uber driver about what it's like to work on New Year's Eve. Like, dumb bitch. I'm talking to myself. I know it's not a nice way to talk to myself, but like, come on. I was better than the way I was acting. So I get into the car and I'm like, sir, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I just hate this holiday. I'm really tired. I want to go home. He's like, dude, I get it. You need a shot. I was like, no, you need a shot. And we were like, totally. And he was so nice. And he kept checking in and um, I left him a nice tip because it was the least I could do for my terrible attitude. Um, and then... Poured myself a glass of wine, danced in my bathroom to Nicki Minaj, and uh, fell asleep watching Real Housewives. Oh, also I had a moment, though, where on my way home, this lovely gentleman was driving me home, and I just saw L.A. like glittering in the distance, just like the hills. It was just like beautiful. And I was listening to Last Chance by Nicki Minaj, which is like my inspirational, like, feel good about yourself, go and get it type of song. Featuring Natasha Bedingfield, by the way. And I almost cried a little bit because I was like, wow, like I'm ending this year being a negative Nelly, but actually 
This was the year I moved to Los Angeles, which for so long was such a distant dream. And I have all these great friends and I'm having all these cool experiences and things that I just never thought would happen are happening. And like, holy shit. So in that moment, I was like, you know what? 2018, you're all right. Like, I'm with you. And I'm just so happy to be here. Even like a bad, I always say this, but I need to remind myself all the time. Even a bad day in LA is better than a good day in Chicago because this is where I always, always, always wanted to be. Think about that wherever you are. And I hope you all live where you want to live and you're doing what you want to be doing. But like, it's a good way to check yourself. Like even a bad day, I don't know, at my serving job <laughs> is better than a, a good day at an office job. There you go. That works. Because I never want to work in an office. And that would mean that I, more likely than not, would mean that I wasn't actively pursuing acting anymore. So, huh. Do those little mind games with yourself. I think it helps. And then sometimes you just have to like shit all over everything and be in a bad mood. We're not all perfect. So now some pop culture topics. Because the holidays are over. We made it. Good job, everybody. Let's go into 2019. And as that girl from The Bachelorette said, let's do the damn thing. So now some pop culture topics. Oh, my other thing is, I just want to let you all know, I'm in a financial pool of shit so deep right now that it is hard to imagine clawing my way out of it. But I'm telling you about that for a reason. Because I am the people's podcaster, okay? I once had a friend say, I won prom queen in high school, and I once had a friend say I was the people's prom queen. And now I'm saying I'm the people's podcaster. There are some podcasts that I love to listen to, because it is aspirational, because the hosts are cool, and they're rich, and they're funny, and they're pretty, and they have a life that I will not understand, at least not for a while. But I want to let you guys know that I hope that I am Ellen DeGeneres levels of relatable. (laughs) It's just a dumb joke. I hope that I'm relatable. I want you guys to know that I don't have it together, but I try to have fun anyway, and that's that. And if you don't have it together, just try and have fun anyway. It's normal. None of us really have it together. But like being aspirational, not really part of the brand. I just like taking pictures of cute outfits that I take or that I wear sometimes. And yeah. Okay, so that's that. Pop culture topics. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here I go again. Um, First of all, the Us trailer came out from literal actual god and genius Jordan Peele. Have you guys watched it? Holy fuck. I loved Get Out so much. So much. I was like, there's no way his next movie is going to be as good as Get Out. Like, what do you do when you set the bar that high? But oh man, I have not been so chilled to my core by a trailer probably in my life. Like, I had nightmares like just from the trailer. So if you haven't, look up the trailer for us. It looks so good. The cast is stacked. It looks so fucking creepy. I have no idea what the end's going to be. It doesn't come out until March, but get excited. And don't look up spoilers. I doubt there are any, but just in case, I'm not looking any of them up, even though I'm so curious about what the fuck is going to be the twist. How is it all going to end? Huh? You guys, it looks so good. I'm at a point with scary movies where I loved them, like aggressively loved them for so long. And then once I started living alone in Chicago, my anxiety got really, really bad and I couldn't really enjoy them anymore. Like they just scared me too much. But like a psychological mindfuck, like Get Out or Us, I will I will watch. I'm not going to watch like 
a movie about like a demonic possession anymore. I'm not gonna, you know, it's just too scary. Or anything about like a serial killer, too real, too real, too real. But this I will watch and I'm very, very excited. Next order of business Micah Monroe, who is the lovely actress who starred in It Follows and is now dating Joe Keery, um, aka Steve from Stranger Things. She needs to stop pouting, okay? Look up her Instagram, Micah Monroe. I think it's just her name. I'm shocked it's not something more hipstery. Her and Joe Curie are essentially just like hot hipsters who date each other and do indies. And she, it's like the more famous she got, the thinner she got, and the poutier she got. So it's like, like pouting in Italy, pouting on a horse, pouting with Joe, pouting at a diner. And I'm fucking sick of it because she's thriving. Her life is amazing. Show us your teeth. I, okay, okay, hold on. I know that it is not very woke of me to say, smile more. That's fucked up. But I'm just saying like, why is it when you're famous, you like get thin and stop smiling? It's probably because you're hungry, actually. That's probably why. But I just wish that like, more celebrities could be a little more transparent about just being like, my life is fucking amazing. I'm going to smile about it sometimes and just acknowledge that it's fucking amazing instead of being like too cool for school. Does that make sense? So Micah, if you're listening, I know you're my number one subscriber. It's okay to just be excited instead of being like a pouty hipster about everything. That's how I feel. Okay. So Vanderpump Rules thus far this season, I think is fucking miserable. I think it's lame as a Rob. I'm so bored. I don't care about Jax and Brittany and the beer cheese. I don't care about Shana and how she has no loyalty to anybody. And I do not care about Katie wanting to get, she does that like diplomatic voice. I do not care about Katie wanting to get DJ James Kennedy fired for being an asshole. Couple things. First of all, alcoholism is a disease. Um, it's not just like James does mean things when he's drunk. He's an alcoholic. He needs to get help. Do I think it makes it okay that he says the fucked up things he says on and off camera? No. Again, I'm a mere viewer. I see what I see based on how Bravo edits it. But it's not just like, remember how they handled Shay's substance abuse in that they just didn't have a couple shots? Don't be a bore. Like, these are people who actually have issues. So everyone who's just like, James is a dick. Yeah, he's a dick who's, like, going through some shit, and let's get him help. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. No, I'm not. I just hope James gets help. Um, But he was tweeting about how he's on Cameo, and for the holidays, you could get a DJ James Kennedy Cameo. So as a going-away gift, my best friend Clayton got me a Cameo from DJ James Kennedy, and it was amazing. Like, he's really good at them. Like he'll give you a message and he'll throw in like a couple like sidewinders, like Vanderpump rules jokes where like to me, he was like, I think you're going to do great. I think you're going to do great here. Come into sir. See me at, see you next Tuesday. Enjoy some pasta. See you soon, darling. It was like really cute. So he tweeted something about how he was doing cameos for the holidays. And I retweeted with the comment, like just saying Clayton Joyner got me one of these and it was the best moment in my life. And then an internet troll came for me. So he tweeted me this. Your life must be pretty sad if the highlight is the crying little batch, James. If you want to watch boys, go on Disney Channel. Real men don't body shame and look for cruel things to say or screw everything in sight. What a man. I mean, boy. Love. If you want to watch boys, go to the Disney Channel. 
I don't get it. Also, like, as if every other man on this show is, like, a pillar of maturity, like, fucking Jax and Tom Schwartz, who's, like, like, incoherent half the time. I'm just like, okay. I love this show because the moral compass is the floppiest moral compass. It's like a moral compass made of rubber, okay? Because everyone in this show judges everyone else, and none of them have any room, you know? That's why it's good. But Jesus Christ, my very first internet troll, I knew it would happen eventually, and it was a thrill. Um, Also, you guys, someone put gum in Britney's hair on the airplane, or like on her way off an airplane. What the fuck is wrong with people? That is so insane. One of my biggest fears as someone who has long, luscious hair, lack Britney, is to get gum put into it. I've seen her on social media. It's not like she had to shave her head or anything. If they had put it like near the roots, that would have been like really fucked up. Um, but like, it reminds me of that episode of Rugrats where there's that bully on the playground who eventually like blows a giant bubble of gum and then it bo- like pops in her hair and she has to like cut all her hair short. I don't remember that one. But like really fucked up. Also, like I do have a dark, twisted sense of humor that just thinks it's funny. Not that this happened to her, obviously, but that someone like thought that it was cool to like fuck with a Vanderpump Rules star on a plate. Like it's so insane that it's like moderately comical. I really hope that Jackson and Brittany get to the bottom of it and they had a good holiday anyway. Um, let's see. Okay, so now Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm getting back into Jersey after like five seasons off, okay? Because I thought I just dropped off. As much as I love Housewives, there are not enough hours in the day. I'm really mostly just loyal to New York and Beverly Hills at this point. Um, But Danielle Staub is the most psycho bride I've ever had the pleasure of seeing on reality television. Like, oh my God, it's like embarrassing. It's embarrassing, you guys. Also... She has the biggest bunion I've ever seen in my life, like bigger than Jax Taylor's bunion. She was putting on her shoe and they did a close-up of her foot, which like my truly biggest fear is to get my foot, my feet featured in any on-camera footage, much less a close-up. Um, it was a terrifying bunion, but she was so mean. And I have to say, again, I haven't watched previous seasons, but like I'm team Marge on this. Although, like, Marge literally just lets her emotionally abuse her, and then it's like, it's fine, it's fine, you just can't talk to me like that, you can't talk to me like that. And then she just, like, did the wedding anyway. I just, oh my god, I would have Ramona singered that bitch, I would have been like, oh my god, I have a helicopter that landed on the island, okay? Because I'm too triggered by this whole situation, and I have to get flown back to New York, okay? That's what I would have done. Um, Also, just, like, I know this is mean, okay? But here's how I feel. I just, when you're like 55 and acting like you're 21 as a bride, it's embarrassing. Like, it's like, it's because you're, you're mature enough, ideally, to know otherwise. When you're 21 and it's like the first time you're getting married, I'm not 21, whatever, 31, when it's your first wedding, you haven't like done it before. You get swept up in the, in the zhuzhiness of it all. I get it. Um... When you're 55 and it's your second wedding, like, you can take a chill pill, you know? You can wear the pretty dress. You can do the whole beach thing. You could get an expensive wedding. But, like, do not talk to your bridesmaids like they're your fucking indentured servants. Like, it was insane. It was insane. Also, I love how Danielle's daughters are just, like, mute. Like, their mom is this loudmouth, terrifying woman, and they're just like, ah. I mean, it's great. They're definitely not my favorite house daughters, um... 
I would say if I were to rank my favorite house daughters in order of importance to me, it would be Victoria. No, wait. It would be Ali Zarin, Victoria, Bryn Hoppy, <laughs> um, Melania. Oh, shit. No. Sorry. I'm starting over. Melania, Ali, <laughs> uh, Victoria, Gia, Bryn Hoppy. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, uh, Gigi Bella and then Olive and then Kyle's litter. That's how I feel. Gigi and Bella, I just have to throw in the mix cause like they're really pretty, but like, it, honestly, they're not great TV. They're barely on the show, but like Melania is a star. If Melania got a spinoff, I would tune in like, let's cancel. Don't be tardy. And make a show called like Melania's Super Sweet 16 or like, I don't know, Major with Melania where she just goes into rooms and says like, that's Major, that's not. And then does like room makeovers. That'd be cute, huh? If Melania designed every room, it would just be like sparkles and glitter and like there'd be phone chargers all over because she's probably obsessed with like Snapchat. I don't know. What are kids obsessed with these days? I have to ask my little sister. Um... And then my last pop culture topic, which is not about Bravo at all, is I somehow I'm late to the party, but I just got into the Kaminsky method. Um, it's on Netflix. And I have to say, it's amazing. And it I've always been into older guys, but it's it's a new level now because I think Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin are so sexy in this show. Like John Hamm could never. I fell down this this k-hole of looking at old Alan Arkin videos and he has always been hot he's still hot now they can get it they can be the Tom Girardi to my Erica Jane if you're not watching the show it's great it also has my queen Lisa Edelstein in it um she's she was on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce she is so gorgeous and so fucking funny and so talented and I love everything she does um so watch it it's like eight half hour episodes it takes like a hot minute to watch um and also, I need to look up her name because she's fabulous. Michael Douglas's daughter on that show is so good. She was also in an episode of I Feel Bad on NBC, and she was played a hilarious babysitter on that. Also, if you don't watch that show, do it. NBC, I Feel Bad. It's very good. Very funny. Very cute. Any other things? You guys, thank you for bearing with me. I hope everything I said was like relatively coherent, and thank you for listening to me sniffle my way through this last half hour or so. Um, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, those of you who took the time to subscribe and review, love you so much. And those of you who took the time to message me on Instagram and tell me you just got into the podcast and that you're enjoying it. Thank you so, so much. You really have no idea how much it means to me. Um, 2019 is the year I hope to continue to grow this thing. So tell your friends and I love you so much. Happy 2019. Let's get on after it and I'll see you next week. Bye.